In the holy name of Jesus, amen. You have all been there before. Something happens to someone. Maybe something happens to you. Maybe it's something that is joyous. Maybe it's something that is downright scary. And you can go through life in one of two ways as those things happen to you. You can go through life and carry all of this into yourself to fret about it or even to keep the happy news or joyous news to yourself. Or you can share it with others. Typically, when things are happy and good, we love to share it with others. When things are bad, we grip onto it and hold onto it so that at times it almost cripples us. You've all been there before, and in many ways, it's good to look at each other to share the good news, but also to share the bad news. And there's typically one of two ways that when somebody shares the bad news with you or the good news that you can respond. The first is sympathy. The second is empathy. Sympathy is that time where you look at somebody and say, I'm so sorry you're going through that. Or what fantastic news that you're going through. Empathy is different. Empathy says, I am going to rejoice with you over this fantastic news. And empathy says also, I am going to weep with you. I am going to take my time and immerse my life into your shoes and be with you during this difficult time. People come to you at various times and they talk about the things that trouble them and people at times have these terrible things that happen to them and I know at various times people have come to me and they say, Pastor, we don't know what to say. We really don't know what to do. We, fear te we feel terrible about what they're going through. Today, on this Christmas, God has shown sympathy to you, but he's also shown empathy. God has spoken to you his holy and precious word, but God does not simply say, there, there, you have your troubles, you have your joys, everything will be okay. God also shows empathy by immersing himself into our shoes, into our flesh and blood. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh for you. Today is all about God's sympathy becoming empathy for you. He's not a God who is simply distant from us, not simply speaking from some sort of chair in the sky, Today is all about how he is intentionally diving himself into your humanity, into the joyous times, but then also the very messy times, the struggles, the fears, and the concerns. And he does this not to say, follow my lead, follow my example, be better people. He knows that we can't do that. So he immerses himself as a baby in a manger, to be just like you and me, to show that he has been in our shoes. And as Luther says, when Jesus comes to you and to the whole world, he has no advantage over us. He wept, he rejoiced, 
He hungered, he thirsted, he heard the cries of people. Scripture puts it this way, Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had power over death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. That would be you. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, made like you, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make the blood sacrifice for the sins of the people, for in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, and yet he is able to aid those who are tempted." When Jesus comes on this Christmas day as we celebrate this, when he's born in the manger for us, it's not all happy and cheery and full of bliss and joy. Bliss and joy. He comes to immerse himself in absorbing all of our sins, our pains, our heartaches. He takes all of the shame and guilt that I feel and that you feel into himself. The Gospels are chock full of that. When he saw the crowds, he had gut-wrenching compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled, and he said about his friend Lazarus, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. And as scripture says very plainly, Jesus wept, just like you have wept at the side of a grave. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Jesus, who in the days of his flesh, when he offered up prayers and supplications with vehement cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death and was heard because of his godly fear, though he was a son, yet he learned obedience by things which he suffered. Vehemently crying, weeping, suffering. This is the babe of Bethlehem empathizing with you, experiencing all of our crosses by taking his own cross for the life of the whole world. The cross of our Lord Jesus Christ is the biggest form of empathy for you. He says, I want to stand in your shoes. I want to take on all of the things that trouble you, that make you fearful. I want to take on all of that sin and death and even the, dental, the devil's harassing temptations against you. And I want to put it to death. But here is the big difference. In his death, he is the first to experience death, not you. He is the first to experience the shame, the guilt, the payment that was required of God for your sins and your payments due him. But he does all of this so that you do not have to turn around and empathize with him. You don't need to stand in his own shoes. 
He releases you of those things. He forgives you of those things. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought you peace. And by his wounds we are healed. For while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's the beauty of Christmas. That's the beauty of what this is all about. Despite all of the pains and struggles and heartaches in life, despite maybe even the loneliness that we experience while everybody is rejoicing with family and friends, today our Lord Jesus Christ gifts you with himself, but not as a taskmaster, not as one who says, okay, now get your life in order, especially on the cusp of a new year. He gifts himself to you this day in speaking those wondrous words of comfort. I forgive you all of your sins. And he empathizes with you in this holy Eucharist where his body and blood become one with your body and blood, where you give him all of your sin and your death and he gives you forgiveness life and salvation, not only forgiving you, but strengthening you in body and soul, taking all of, his, all of your sins onto himself, but not carrying them out like the garbage, absorbing them into his own flesh and blood. And he says to you today, the only way that you can have these sins back is if you willingly take them back on your own. So despite the bad news, the bad experiences, despite the persistent anger and frustration, the lack of trust with each other or even with God, despite the fact that we might be depressed or lonely or just sick and tired of the way things are, today the babe of Bethlehem says, place it all onto me. Place it all onto me, for I want to experience it, all of it for you. I want to take it all for you. But realize also that you are not alone. Today, he gives you this gift of empathy, for he has standed, stood in your shoes, and in all of those things, he has also risen from the dead, so that you would stand in his own shoes, never to die again. It's a great gift. And at Christmas time, we generally give gifts to each other. And I would encourage you today to do this, not just today, but every day in the church. As you have now become one with Christ Jesus in body and in soul, our Lord turns around and says, don't just sympathize, empathize. You are changed. You are different. You view each other differently. Love one another as I have loved you. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ Jesus has forgiven you. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, 
all rejoice together. So then, while we have the opportunity, let us do good to all people, and especially to those who are of the household of faith. Bear with one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of all mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all of our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort in which we ourselves are comforted by God. This Christmas, therefore, encourage one another and build up one another, just as Christ Jesus has done for you, with his flesh and blood, with his spirit, all given to you today and every day. Christ alone be the glory forever and ever. Amen.